You're listening to The Living Word with Danny Hodges of Calvary Chapel Fellowship in St. Pete. not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. No, he's patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. Do you realize that God doesn't want anybody to be damned? God doesn't want anybody to be judged. God doesn't want anybody to go to hell. The Bible tells us that hell was created for the devil and his angels. God has done and is doing everything he can possibly do that no soul has to be damned, but he will not violate our will. Today, Pastor Danny discusses God's promise to return and judge the earth while taking his children home to heaven. It's been so long since he made that promise. Maybe he has no intention of keeping it, right? (laughs) Wrong. God has every intention of keeping his promise, and he will, in his own time. Pastor Danny says that God's patient with us. He's trying to give each person a chance to turn from their sins and accept him into their hearts. So take a hold of that chance today and choose to serve the Lord rather than yourself. Now here's Pastor Danny in the book of Hebrews chapter 11 with today's edition of The Living Word. The shipbuilding industry uh, in a very short amount of time relative to history discovered something on how to build ships. They discovered that if you wanted the most stable ship you could build, you had to build it by a certain ratio between this ratio and this ratio, and the ratio was six to one to eight to one. What does that mean? You wanted to build it, if you build it six feet long, or whatever the multiplication by six, uh, you want to build it, if it was six feet long, every six feet, you want to build it one foot wide, six to one to eight to one. If you build it within that ratio, you have the most stable vessel that you can build. The ark was 6.1 ratio. Henry Morris Engineer and scientists concluded that the ark would have had to be turned completely vertical before it could be tipped over. Wow. You take the square bottom, you add all the weight of the animals, that makes it even more stable because you have it down in the water, the base of it, and it's even less likely, virtually impossible. John chapter 10 John's gospel, chapter 10, here's what Jesus says, verse 27, my sheep, listen to my voice, I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. No one can snatch them out of my hand. My Father, who has given them to me, is greater than all, and no one can snatch them out of my Father's hand. You see the picture? I am in Christ. Christ is in the Father. And the devil can't get to me, and judgment can't get to me. Nobody can get to me. Nothing can separate me from the love of God in Christ Jesus, my Lord. I am secure. I'm secure. If you're in the ark, in Christ, you're secure. You don't have to fear. You don't have to worry. That was a good point, wasn't it? Noah's connection with the ark, you have to understand this. He and his family, it caused them ridicule and persecution in their world. No doubt about it. No question about it. I mean, he built the thing between the Tigris and Euphrates River. There's no ocean. There's no large lake. Didn't take long if you pass by Noah's house uh, to realize he's got this crazy thing going on, building this big, massive box. 
If Noah were building the ark in our world today, he'd be the brunt of every late night comedy show. I mean, they'd be making extra money and get higher ratings by their Noah jokes. No doubt about it. His life revolved around the ark. I mean, his life revolved around the ark. And because of his connection with the ark and because he's building the ark, he's also year after year after year warning the world, warning the world, and yet giving them hope. Judgment is coming, but God's provided a means to be saved. Our text said this, by faith he condemned the world. What does that mean? Does that mean he was a hellfire and brimstone preacher? Well, he did warn of coming judgment, but what it means is that his life and his message condemned the world. Let me put it another way. Just like when John the Baptist stood before Herod and he confronted him about his adulterous relationship with his brother's wife, Herodias, that condemned John's life, John's message. No different than uh, the prophets condemning their world, their life and their message. No different than Jesus when he came. His life and his message did what? Condemn the world. That's why they put him on the cross. Let me give you this verse. And you'll really, you'll really understand it if you haven't already. 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. But thanks be to God who always leads us in triumphal procession in Christ and through us spreads everywhere the fragrance of the knowledge of him. For we are to God the aroma of Christ among those who are being saved and those who are perishing. To the one, those who respond in faith, though don't respond in faith, we are the smell of death. I don't know if you've ever smelled death. It is not a pleasant odor at all. To the other, the fragrance of life. You could translate that another way, literally. To some people, I stink. They don't want to be around me. They don't want to hear what I got to say. They just assume I, they never saw me again, never heard me again. Because they're rejecting the message. They're rejecting the offer of salvation. They don't want to hear it. They don't want to think about it. And to some people, listen, we stink. And to other people, we're the smell of life. The smell of life. Let me tell you this. Noah and the ark, listen, the story, what a story. It's a story that speaks of God's great patience in offering salvation to the world. He mentions in 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 20, uh, God's patience while Noah was building the ark in that day. And then some verses I skipped over that I will now read in 2 Peter, reading again verse 7 of chapter 3. By the same world, the present heavens and earth are reserved for fire, being kept for the day of judgment and destruction of ungodly men. But don't forget this one thing, dear friends. With the Lord, a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years are like a day. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. No, He's patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. Do you realize that God doesn't want anybody to be damned? God doesn't want anybody to be judged. God doesn't want anybody to go to hell. The Bible tells us that hell was created for the devil and his angels. God has done and is doing everything he can possibly do that no soul has to be damned, but he will not violate our will. He's made us free, moral creatures. Whosoever will, let him come. Whosoever will. It's a choice. It's a choice. I know the ark's there. The door is open. I can go by faith, and I can step into the ark, and I can find security. 
I can find salvation. I can find hope. And God's patient. You see, some people think, well, if, if more people are going to damnation than are going to uh, blessing in heaven, which that's what the Bible says. Jesus said in the, book of, in the Gospel of Matthew, broad is the road that leads to destruction, and uh, many go that way. Uh, narrow is the road that leads to life. That doesn't mean the road to life is narrow that only a few can go in. No, it's only a statement by Jesus that only a few, unfortunately, do go in. But it's open for all. And God is patient. Some people say, well, if broad is the road that leads to destruction, why didn't, why didn't God just stop this thing now, just end it all now? Well, think about that for a minute. What if God had ended it all 100 years ago? If God had ended everything 100 years ago, not only would you never have been, and I never would have been, never been born, I'd never have an opportunity for eternal life. You see, we're creatures that have a beginning. We are spirit beings. We are spirit beings having a human experience. You had a beginning as a spirit and as a human being, but you'll never have an end. You'll live forever, forever. And everybody knows that. Everybody knows that. You know it deep within because Ecclesiastes 2.11 says God has set eternity in the heart of man. We know that. That's why we're afraid to die. If you don't come to salvation, you're afraid to die. And so listen, the reason God is still waiting and the reason judgment hasn't fallen up until today is because he wants everybody to be saved. Everybody to be saved. I hate to end it on a sad note, but it'll get better in a minute. Uh, the story of the ark is a sad commentary on how few receive the salvation God offers to the world. First Peter chapter 3, verse 20 says, In it, the ark, only a few people, eight in all, were saved. Jesus said in Matthew 24, in the context of the signs of his coming and of the end of the world as we know it, he said in chapter 24, verses 37 to 39, as it was in the days of Noah, so will it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. Because up until the day Noah entered the ark and the judgment came, people were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, up until the day the judgment fell. And then it says this, this is, always boggles my mind. And they knew nothing of what would happen until the day the judgment fell. That means nobody told them? No, Noah had been telling them for 120 years. They just ignored it. They didn't pay attention. That's what it means. Noah had been warning, and then he had been displaying right there, right there. Look, there's hope. There's hope. All you got to do is respond in faith and come get in the ark, and you can be saved. And so few, unfortunately responded. Thanks for joining us today to study the book of Hebrews. There's so much to learn, so we hope you'll keep coming back to study with Pastor Danny Hodges. You can find more of the messages from this series right now on our website, ccfstpete.church. You'll be directed to our YouTube page where you can find a number of teachings from Calvary Chapel Fellowship and subscribe to our channel. Come connect with us on social media as well. You'll find The Living Word on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter and jump into the conversations there. You'll be able to find links to all of these at our website, ccfstpete.church. If you happen to be in the St. Petersburg area, we'd love to meet you. 
Every message you hear on The Living Word comes from a teaching Pastor Danny has shared at Calvary Chapel Fellowship, and you're invited to join us for our weekly services. Come just as you are for a time of worship, fellowship, and studying the Bible on Saturday at 6 p.m. or Sunday at 9 or 11 a.m. Find directions on our website. Again, that's ccfstpete.church. We also live stream our services, so if you can't make it in person, join us online. You'll find a link at the top of the page at ccfstpete.church. That's all the time we have for today. Feel free to read ahead in Hebrews, and be sure to tune in next time to join Pastor Danny right here on The Living Word.